0: You don't like being managed. You don't like being controlled. So true. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like dealing with other people's problems.
1: Very, very true.
0: Okay. Right. Really? That's so, that hurts me,
1: bro. <laughs> oh, I sorry. deal with your problems every day. <laughs> sales. You know, in many respects, sales is not about selling anymore. Instead, it's about building trust and educating at the same time. With sales being the lifeblood of any business, it's important that we do sell and sell well. But for many of us, the science of selling is just not understood very well, if at all. For instance, did you know that there are 48 different kinds of sales profiles of which you have one? Up until meeting Tanya Kunza, I also didn't know that neuroscience plays a big role in your ability to sell tanya brings psychology maths and science into business development and is the ceo of swift coaching which for almost three decades has coached and trained sales teams on four different continents she is one of the leading speakers on neuroscience based conscious business development and a published author of two sales books and was recently elected as a linkedin goodwill ambassador on this episode of the MapRound Show, we dive into the world of neuroscience and sales and explore how you can improve your sales by becoming aware of and using your strengths to sell and not your weaknesses. Tanya also reveals my sales profile and shares some pretty intimate and little-known details about my character as an entrepreneur too. So without further ado, enter Tanya Kunza. And we're live. How's it guys? Welcome back to the MapRound Show. Today, we're going to talk about the thing that is the lifeblood of any business, and that is sales. Uh, With me today, I have the author of this amazing book, Sales Power, not her first book, by the way, (laughs) Um, but it's Tanya Kunzo. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: (laughs) We use that bell for sales intervention, so every time we generate a lead... We uh a hot lead, we ring that bell. It's very, very good. It is cool. It yeah? is
0: cool. It's very cool. Like sales it. is
1: lonely, man. Like if you're up you know, you'll know this better than me even. But um but sales is lonely. It's a lonely place to be. You know, even if you love it, like if you doing cold call after cold call, like day after day, week after week, month of it's lonely, right?
0: Well sales is incredibly misunderstood. And it is a lonely place, but it doesn't have to be. And what's been quite exciting is finding out about the 48 different types of salespeople. So when you figure that out and you um, start creating teams of people that work together with their, with their best selves, putting forward what they do, then the team can actually be available and it's not such a learning place.
1: So what is this book about, Sales Power? Go get some.
0: So what we did, um, it's co-authored, myself and Dennis Conway. Uh, the concept is actually a dictionary.
1: A dictionary. So a
0: sales dictionary because salespeople typically, are, A, don't have time to read a book cover to cover and you get audio, visual and kinesthetic people. So you get people that are good with audiobooks and you get your visuals, which are great at reading. And then your kinesthetic are the people that have the feeling aspect. So a lot of salespeople, because the schooling system is designed more for the visual, more the left brain, typically be a more right brain kinesthetic or audio. So they not typically the reader. So we've made it quick and easy to just pop in, look up, see for closing, and have a read, and you can then trace from there.
1: So it's like a reference guide.
0: It's a reference guide, yeah.
1: Okay, and so I was just reading the intro earlier on. Um, how, so how many years have
0: you been doing this? Thirty years. So I've been here since 1990, actually.
1: Really? Yeah. Twenty-eight years in sales and yeah, strategy time. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's great because um, we're we're about we're on the precipice of launching this massive campaign. We're doing a huge land grab um, for. I can't say anything; it'd be a bit stupid saying it. We're gonna massive land grab, and then it's yeah. What's yeah. the space? <laughs> so sales is a is a huge focus for us, especially uh, running over the next sort of two three months. Um, so it's great that you're here. You. Um, so you mentioned there were 48 types of salespeople. Uh, for me, based on my current experience, you get two types: those who are really great at it, and then those who suck. <laughs> There's okay. very little middle ground, <laughs> right? So okay. how do you, how does how do we land on 48 different types of salespeople? What does that mean?
0: So my experience is vastly different to yours. Um, firstly, I believe everybody can sell. So I come to that based on if you've ever sold yourself in an interview and you got a job. If you met somebody and you became friends, if you married someone, you closed a deal. Okay, so every single person has the ability or the propensity to sell. But what the thing is is that sales is incredibly misunderstood. And when we found out these forty-eight different profiles, so Phil Hagen, he is my partner in the UK. He's the director and owner and of sales of sales match in the UK. Um, he's a psychologist and he created this process. And when we found out these 48 different profiles, I've been taking it now out through South Africa, and I've worked with over close on 2,000 people now. And when we teach people how to sell based on their strengths, not same old, same old, not, oh, this is what a salesperson looks like. Let's go out and do it. You know, the A-type Kirby vacuum cleaner guy. That's one of the 48, okay? He's a
1: great guy, that guy.
0: (laughs) He sold a lot of Kirby vacuum cleaners. But that's one. You get the person that sells on knowledge, the person that sells on trust, the person that sells on friendliness and relationship building, the person that sells on dominance and then variations of all of those. Um, So when you find out what your strength is and you use that and you get taught how to close on your strength, fantastic.
1: That's actually so true. Remember Kelsey uh, was uh, building us a nice pipeline list. How's it, (laughs) Kels?
0: Hello, Kelsey.
1: (laughs) So, but she's got such a lovely way on the phone. So I was like, okay, we need a prospect list. So phone these companies well, or all this massive list of potential and find out who the marketing manager is there, how do we reach them, blah, blah. And she's so nice. Good. I just, can we give her a mic? Just say something like, just, you just like a whole way is so, don't get, don't be shy now. This is called selling, selling yourself on live TV and radio. See no how nice Kelsey, she is. no Look. judgment. See how nice she is. Go.
0: Sorry. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. You see what I mean? She's like naturally likable. It's like she's like, do do the pit do the market research thing. Go. Do it. Do the market research thing. Okay, shame. You don't have to she is, She's bright red. She's bright red. Sorry. But she's like, hi, my name's Kelsey. I'm just I'm just doing market research. I'd like to know who you are, but like much better than that (laughs) and much nicer. It's almost like you just can't help but want to help her. Like I'll give you anything that you want. So that
0: that is a high I. So interesting. So with with the profile we use, we use DISC as the underpinner. So it's dominance for the D, Uh I for influence, and then you've got S for stability and structure, and C for compliance and knowledge. So if you're a high I, you're selling on friendliness and people not wanting to put the phone down on you.
1: So, so, Kelsey's an eye?
0: A, absolutely.
1: Have you done the diss test? <laughs> where did you land on it? Um, it depended on
0: the situation I was
1: placing myself. In. Yes. Okay. So, hold on, get the mic over here. You rambling, but but I want to know what your experience was because so, so just uh, we're going to get into it in a second. But I've actually done this profile <laughs> test and
0: breaking um, <laughs> okay. Just
1: destroy everything on your way up here. Appreciate. But what? <laughs> no, sure. well, tell me about this thing. Go. What do you want to know? The disc thing. Where did you rank on that? So um, it depended on like the situation I was placing myself in. So for me, it was putting myself in a leadership position um, in – that sense and so i was
0: quite high with i and i think it was s mm-hmm.
1: what is that again influence and s? so influence
0: is and systems and structure so you don't okay. really like surprises then you like everything to be quite planned and structured and yeah. stable yep. yeah
1: unless it's saturday nights. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> but that's a different dynamic
1: <laughs> <laughs> hence the context changes right
0: exactly yeah. but it's quite interesting
1: because there's also another part where it's like if you're in your comfort zone it takes you I think there's two parts where you're in your comfort zone and out of your comfort zone, and like how it changes as well those levels, mm. which is really cool. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. Thanks, Great. Kelsey. Thanks, Kelsey. So, um, so you're saying, so DISC is this, is this, is, so this is a, a kind of like a framework for anyone to understand what you describe as, uh, what was it? Your, Dominance, your, influence. Yeah, but it's yeah. the your asset, the, your primary asset, well, I, your primary I look way. At it. Bend, what, is, what is it? Is it a value? Is it an approach? Like, what is it? Where does it, what it come from? It's what your strength from? is. Your strength. Like, yeah. All right. So you fall one into those four things. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So why does context change the sort of results, I suppose? That well, you sense. have
0: in, in psychoneuroimmunology, which is PNI, which has been around forever as, in a day as well, which is a, which is a psychology back, uh, process, you have various aspects of self. So you've got the interpersonal self and you've got the person by yourself and you've got the person at work. And people will change according to those aspects depending on what I call their programming so in the workspace, oh, I need to be professional, and in the social space, well, I can just be me. Yeah. And so you you adapt and modify, but the behaviour shouldn't be dramatically different. It should be marginally different, you know, right. because you are essentially you know an individual that should have these processes running through. So if you're a dominant driver, you'll probably find that you'd be controlling the night out as much as you're controlling the family and controlling the office environment. Yeah. If you're an influencer, you'll be that fun person at the party. Everyone wants to hang around. Um, you know, those kind of aspects will come through of self in various forms. So you wouldn't be a vastly different person.
1: Okay. So, so you're a neuroscience coach. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that the right way to describe it? Correct. So, so we're going to get more into the DISC framework and stuff and use me as a, as a guinea pig. So I don't I didn't really know too much about what's come out of that. But I assume it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: We'll find, so we're out. Gonna find out. That's what we're going to find
1: out. Yeah. Um, but, um, but what is this neuroscience coaching story all about and how does that relate to the sales function and discipline?
0: Okay. So maybe I should just define coaching a little bit. Sure. So if we look at psychiatry, psychiatrists obviously can medicate and they can diagnose and they can assist psychologists can diagnose. They can't medicate and they both study for an excess of seven to nine, 12 years, depending how far they take it. A coach studies anything between three months and a year. So they actually are not entitled to provide advice or to label the individual, okay, gotcha. which is quite interesting. So if you're out there and you have a life coach, is telling you how to run your life? Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Okay. <laughs> so what happens is um, coaching works on a, on a clinical psychology framework, and it's based on a series of questions and a definitive process. So we start here, session one, session two, session three, and these are the outcomes required, and this is the framework you follow. And
1: mm-hmm. it's a
0: series of questions. So I've studied business coaching and I've studied the neuroscience coaching and other forms of coaching just to try and bring that in. When you're a mentor, which I fall into as well, because I've got almost 30 years experience in sales, I also mentor sales. So I can give advice mm. because the area that I'm in falls outside of just the scope of coaching. Um, so when, we, when we're when we looking at these, these um, aspects now within neuroscience, neuroscience is about the configuration of the brain, mm-hmm. the reaction – To certain aspects So let's say someone walks in And they've got an angry face You've got choices You can let it go Or you can react Now when you choose to let it go Your body will send out Happy hormones Mm -hmm. Essentially And when you choose to fight You're going to send out Negative hormones And in a sales space When you're in a very Stressed environment Permanently You tend to live in an area Of the brain called the amygdala which is your fight, fight, or freeze zone of the brain. And that has a series of physiological knock-on effects. So things like inattention or blindness, where you literally will walk past the opportunity and not see it. Hmm. Um, Things like eating disorders can start coming from that. So excessive hunger. Um, Because of the types of hormones that are getting released by being in this state of stress, Hmm. the body is almost a mirror to what's going on inside your head.
1: Stay with us. Huh. So when I'm having a, a proper go at Mav here, when his eyes glaze over, is that what's going on?
0: Pretty much. He's going into, he's going to get five flight of free. So you can either punch him, which I don't advise because you'll end up in jail. You can run and hide in the toilet, which would just be weird. <laughs> or you freeze and you just sit there and you absorb it all. And then you probably need a bit of counseling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell me say when when does one actually need help? Because, you know, I suppose the, the, for me the obvious Maybe goes you a be well. You suck at sales, or you feel like you maybe you want to like you know. In our case, we want to triple in size this year. So, but in your experience, when does one decide they need to get a coach, like a sales coach, uh, versus say someone who's a mentor?
0: Okay, so that's a very interesting question, and I'm going to maybe bring it to sales, and maybe bring it to life a little bit as well. So, from a sales perspective, because I've just sat and worked through uh, a two-year national diploma in sales which hasn't been certified yet and is in the process of being certified. I've realized…
1: Sorry, hold on. But what does that mean? That's going to be the first sales… The very
0: first sales diploma in the history of Southern Africa.
1: So if you're in university, you can become a professional sales qualified person. Clap that up.
0: Super excited about that. Professionalizing sales is something that I've dreamed of because when I was younger and I used to walk into a place and I'd say, what do you do for a living? Because they want to judge you to see how much respect they're going to give you. And i go, I'm a salesperson. They'd look at me and like, uh-huh. oh, great. Let's have tequilas." <laughs> Not, oh, my goodness, let's admire your brain. You know? um, but there's so much. There's so much information that people don't know. And salespeople don't know what they don't know. That's such a cliche saying, but yeah. it's really true. And I remember sitting with a, with a very dear soul, he's, he's passed. He's, his name was Daryl Thwaites. And he was the CIO of Tiger Brands. And I was coaching him and I was teaching him all the stuff I'd learned about sales. And he looked at me and he said, if I'd just known that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. He'd, at the age of 65, such a high position. And he didn't know that. And he actually wrote it to me, which is why I'm quoting it. But... You know, there's so many people I've sat with, guys that have been in sales 30, 35 years. They, I walk in and they look at me like, I don't need to learn anything. I'm like, okay, well, let's just go through this stuff. And they, their eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're like, I didn't know that. Mm. And I work on a lot of the maths, the psychology, the science. Sales is not winging it. Winging it's for the boots. Okay? <laughs> sales is definitive. Sales is so incredibly scientific. And the thing is, because sales has been deemed very right brain oriented. And just on that, Einstein was right brained my hero okay Uh so being right-brained by no means determines whether your level of intelligence is there or not but sales is very creative because each time you're reinventing yourself you're acting you're going out there and you're doing something you need to be quite a chameleon in that environment
1: well you're reacting right so like kelsey got put through to the actual marketing manager
0: (laughs) (gasps) i'll transfer (laughs) you no no no
1: (laughs) You know, that's the like, okay, well, um, what do you do? Well, um,
0: <laughs> and that's another thing. So keeping it simple, stupid is another one of those sales acronyms that everyone talks about, but it really is a thing. You've got to be able to explain it simply. And Einstein is my absolute hero. So he, he says, if you can't explain it simply enough, you don't understand it. Yeah. So one of my biggest challenges, and I obviously will not mention names, it was a company that to work in the company, you had to have a doctorate or a, a serious degree in something whatever their field was. And I had this group of, of 12 or 10, it was actually all guys. And I walk in and they all got their laptops open, none of them wanting to even remotely consider working with me. So I made them close their laptops. They were not very happy. And I proceeded to ask them what they did. Uh, Narcolepsy crept up on me, <laughs> okay, because that's why they weren't selling. To get them to bring it down to one paragraph took us three days,
1: So the paragraph would describe why they're not selling?
0: It described what they sold.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And they couldn't explain it simply. They had to do this whole elaborate explanation of what it was because they weren't operating from a sales platform. They were operating Mm. from this textbook platform, Mm. which they'd been taught.
1: So is that – I mean, so if if you're using that example, this client of of yours – did they need a sales coach at that point Absolutely. or did they need a mentor like again like where where does the line stop well i think it's i think
0: it's six of one half a dozen of another really in that space because i think if someone is a sales coach they technically would have been in sales the, the chances are pretty good i would mm-hmm. i would assume i don't i personally don't know any sales coaches that haven't got a sales background that's yeah what okay. my assumption would be but um If they're using the proper coaching methodology, they would be asking questions that a sales mentor would be asking. Okay. Okay. But they would not be able to give advice. The mentor can then advise. Mm. Okay. There's 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 your line. There's your difference. Um, But I would have to say, I think every single person that's in sales should go on a definitive sales course because there's so many aspects that they don't know that will enable their sales.
1: It's very interesting that you describe it as a science. Mm. So for instance, like, I, everyone I've spoken to, um, just would describe. I mean, Mark Keating's been on the show twice, a uh, client of ours. And what does he say? Is he had this, he has so many markisms, we call them, because they're just bloody funny and they're true. But he's like, it's <laughs> like, it's like, um, sales, sales is about effort. So it's like, well, how many phone calls did you make today? which is true, sure. you know, and then, but I guess it's interesting to get your philosophy to count to not to marry to that because it is about effort. It is about getting in front of people. It is about, you know, the volume of output, but actually then it's about also saying, well, there's a science behind it yes. and that science is neuroscience related. I suppose you must mm-hmm. jump in here. If I misunderstand what, you're trying, to la- what yes. you're trying to say, leans on it, leans yes. on it. It's not, it's not entirely that, no. but it's definitely a component to that. Um, and then there's modalities and i suppose what you're saying is well you know visual auditory kinesthetic these are modalities of sales essentially right so absolutely. knowing who you're speaking to and and that's what you're kind of getting to yes. it's the neurolinguistic programming kind of thing yeah an
0: aspect of that absolutely yeah so so it's quite interesting so if if someone goes into the sales environment and they're just doing the numbers do 10 meetings for one outcome okay that's a thumbs up it's it's probably going to work because by law of averages it it's there, but it's not conclusive and it's not definitive. So we need to take it one step deeper. Now, I'm going to be speaking on consciousness in sales. Uh-huh. All right. And that's going to be on stage in the UK in March. Yes, and, tell us
1: about that. What do you, what are you? Where are you going and what are you going to be speaking about? So
0: it's in the UK. I've been invited to speak. It's really, really exciting. I'm, I'm very, very proud actually to be on that stage. And it's the biggest innovation expo in sales globally. Whoa. So um, I'm you, really proud.
1: Are you going as part of like a lot of other people going, South African business people? Or?
0: As far as I've seen, and I haven't been able to go through every single candidate, but I may be one of the, I may be the only or one of the very few South Africans on stage.
1: That's awesome.
0: So Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very happy. I'm really excited. I'm going with sales match. Awesome. Um, so we're going to be working together there and and sharing the consciousness of sales. So on that theory, and I will never ever speak in any way negatively about anybody else in my in my field. Um, But if you go and you have 10 appointments without a conscious outcome, Mm -hmm. so you arrive at the door and you go, what is my intention here today? My intention is to introduce the company. My intention is to fact find. My intention is to discover the needs. And you walk out and you go, right, it's achieved. You're just seeing 10 people. Anybody can see 10 people. Mm -hmm. So unless you get a quotation out of that, or at least a step towards the quotation, what are you actually measuring? so now we then look at close ratios so there's obviously many there's three definitive close ratios so let's say for example i've got all this experience i go out there my close ratio should be sitting somewhere in the 80 percenters which means that i need to see a lot less people Mm. to get that so i see 10 people i'm going to get at least eight out of that Mm. someone that's a first year in sales could see 10 he might get the one but what is he actually getting? Now, you sit at the end of the month and you go, well, I've I've ticked the box. I've seen 10 people a day, but I haven't got any sales. Why? Well, because you didn't have quotations out there because what are you closing? And maybe you weren't in a very good mental space because you're under massive pressure. So you now have inattentional blindness. You didn't see the opportunity. And things like I went out on a sales call, um, a job shadowed and went out with this one girl to see what she was doing wrong. It was quite funny sort of being on the uh, trainee, <laughs> like walking behind her. And um, I walked in and there were th- no less than three call to actions from the client. Three? She missed them all. Whoa. And I mean, I was dying to jump in there and go, but what about that? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, and um, it wasn't because she's not good. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's got, she ticks all the boxes. She was just under so much unbelievable pressure to make it happen that all she was doing was having her call. Yeah. And the consciousness wasn't there. The mindfulness, the presence, the involved person wasn't sitting there, mm. bringing that to the fore.
1: So you're, it's like it's like a mini program that you give your brain mm. to say that this call is going to make me a hundred thousand rand hmm. or a hundred thousand hmm. dollars or whatever the case is, hmm. and kind of like be, so when you walk in there, your brain is operating with that intention mm-hmm. because you have given it that directive. So therefore, everything that you potentially would say or do in the meeting and the questions that you might ask um, would re- would reflect that intention. And that's Absolutely. is that is that a way to kind of describe what you're saying?
0: hundred percent. And also I think another thing that really comes through a lot is passion. You know, if you don't love what you're selling, if you wouldn't buy it and you're doing it, you're sort of selling your soul and just selling a product to put food on the table, people get that and your sales are going to fall flat. So it's all these aspects that roll into this one person mm. that we need to shift and change and find that – Mojo, Find that drive and get that person engaged. I mean, I've walked into companies and 9 out of 10 times they talk about my passion. Because hmm. what are they buying? What are you actually selling? If, if there were, everything on this table was available for sale, what are you actually selling? You're selling trust first. Because you won't buy something from someone you don't trust unless you have researched it. You've decided you want to buy it and it's already done. And that's an order. That's not a sale. So first you're selling trust. Then you're selling aspects of the product you know and there's a whole lot of processes if you are a high i you are selling self Mm. if you're a high c you are selling your knowledge if you're a high s you're selling systems and structures and processes if you're a high d it's a quick in and out sale the person's just in a hurry let's do this let's make this happen and then all those variations that come through
1: Okay, so we're going to dive deep dive into this uh, disc thing in a second, but let's do quote of the day. So take us through this one, Tanya.
0: Okay, so true power is the ability to master your vibrational reactions to every situation.
1: Whoa, true power is the ability to master your vibrational reactions to every situation. Is that one of your quotes? Yes. What? Yes. I <laughs> quote
0: <did>. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get
1: these like but, so, downloads. Let's get into this. So, because are you saying that this? Okay, hang on. I'm not going to put words in your mouth yet. What do you mean by vibrational reactions? Okay,
0: so it is measured that certain emotions you have have a different vibration in megahertz. Okay, so from a science perspective, if you are in a state of fear, you have a very low vibration. And if you have, I think it's 95, if you are in a state of absolute euphoric bliss, it's somewhere between four and 600. Okay. So you actually have a different vibration and you can feel it. So I'll give you an example. Um, have you ever felt something heavy on your shoulders or sitting on your chest? Let
1: me think about that.
0: <laughs> that's not that's one of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's an energy question <laughs> yes, I have okay what happened What got off when you felt better?
1: What got off' I don't know uh, it's, I suppose it's just pressure, right isn't it? Okay. so yeah. you
0: felt heavy though
1: yeah, yeah, I suppose it's like when you're in the pressure of like well you ha- you're in a modality of I have to sell or this business isn't oh. going to exist, and you, you actually
0: know? feel that heaviness.
1: Yeah, it's I suppose the closest thing I can think of is cash flow. So you'll go, yes, you'll be like, oh fuck, I can't pay salaries this month, or hey, I've got six months worth of runway. Okay. You know what I mean? So think
0: about those two energies, right? So the first one, it's heavy. It's sitting in the gut. You actually almost put your shoulders forward. It's this. Oh, I can't breathe. Mm. Now that's a heavy, low vibration. I don't. Need, I don't need to test it in megahertz to tell you it's heavy, right? Yeah. Now you feel in love. You suddenly have a million in the bank, and you can go pay salaries and bonuses. Suddenly you're walking on air, you light as a feather, right? It's a different vibrational energy. So we don't even need science to validate that. We can, we've experienced it, right? So that energy people feel. So people don't hear what you're saying, they feel what you're saying, okay. right? So they might hear maybe 20% of what you're saying, but they're going to feel the rest. So someone walks in and they go, hi, good morning, and they're trying to put it forward, but they are hysterical inside. You know that they're hysterical inside and you block that person mm. because it's not enough. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the exterior. It's a marginal percentage of the exterior. It's really what's going on inside. So we've got to fix the inside so that the person can sell.
1: Hmm. Interesting. How does one do that?
0: Through the whole, that's the neuroscience process that we roll through. So I tend to we work on either workshops where we take a person through a three-month journey or we do an educational. And the interesting thing is, and the most beautiful thing about the brain, is the minute you understand it, you can change it. Mm -hmm. And then you own it. And that's another beautiful thing about coaching versus training specifically. Coaching helps you to understand it yourself. So you own it. Mm -hmm. Training is a little bit like school, where you may or may not get it, depending on how the teacher is putting it forward to you. So if you've got a coach that's working with you and the coach is saying to you, right, what are you selling when you're going to see a client? I actually had a lady this morning with me and we had this conversation. I said, what are you selling? She said, no, I'm selling X. I said, no, you're not. Because it's with work and we work. Oh, I'm selling trust. I'm like, yes. Now she's got it. So the next time she goes into a meeting, she's selling trust. And then she's selling the product.
1: So how does one... I suppose, or let's use me as the guinea pig. I suppose it would be okay. a good point of departure to go through this whole thing. So so I was asked prior to the show to <clears throat> to complete this assessment. It was a, a multiple choice type thing where you had to go like, you know, of these four options and you can obviously explain it properly, but there were, I'm just using it like very quickly. But it was like, you got, you know, 10 odd questions, 20 odd questions and then you had to go from most likely and least likely and there were four descriptors and you had to mark these things you know i can't remember some examples but um but anyway as a result of all of that we now have this report <laughs> okay <laughs> uh which uh, basically says who i am and
0: what my sales profile is is that right 100 percent. so the first thing i want to definitely elaborate on is that i firmly believe that every single person has the ability to sell okay so i don't this report doesn't turn around and say this person can't sell Because I think that's a lawsuit waiting to happen if someone does that. So everybody has the ability to sell. It depends on the environment. Okay. And it depends on the aspects of self. And it also depends on how that person is taught to sell. Then, there are forty-eight, as I've mentioned, different types of profiles. So, full um, in the UK has created different animals in association to the different profiles. So, we have forty-eight different animals associated with the different profiles. So, so what, you, what am I? Who you're am a I? lion. I'm a lion. Yes, and quite ironically, you and me are the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's ironic because I'm actually a Leo as well. There's nothing. We to, there's no other weird thing about no, that. No, right?
0: it's just coincidence.
1: <laughs> so, it's a science thing. It says I'm a what, why lion? What does that okay. characterise? So,
0: typically, what happens is with the disc, your dominance is is very much what's coming through as a, as a cat. So they've tried to marry a lot of the, the, the animal, animal traits where possible mm-hmm. with the individual. Um, and it's that it's that I'm, I'm a hunter. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm hungry. And, you know, I'm going to make this thing happen. Come rain, hail, or snow, it's happening. It's happened. <laughs> okay. And um, what I try and do with my groups is I don't want to have a preconceived idea of that person when they walk in and they try and tell me who they think they are. I want to get a little bit of a deeper dive first. So this is my little crystal ball. So,
1: okay. so walk was us through the report. Like what, okay. uh, what does it cover? And, and what do, what do, what do our viewers audience need to know about this thing? Okay. So
0: the first thing I need to ask, is may I have your permission to share your personal information. Cause there's <laughs> yes. quite a lot of stuff here. <laughs>
1: Go for it. I'm an open book.
0: All right. And what I'd love you to do as well. Use that,
1: me for your own benefit, <laughs> audiences. <laughs>
0: Love it if you if you if you disagree with anything I say, please say so. And conversely, if you agree with what I'm saying, please yep. say so. Because I want to prove or disprove the validity of
1: this process. Well, so far you you spot on. So let's get into it. All right.
0: So you've come through as a very high D. So that's a dominant. It's drive, determination, get up and go, um, motivation, and it's highly competitive. So you compete for the sake of competing. It's just I need to win.
1: <clears throat> I've got a better idea, Mav. You to give you get your mic there, buddy, and then you can dive in and actually say whether that's true. Because because think about it, like I, as a subject, you you biased, right? Yeah, sure. But also to see how that actually manifests. I would agree with that. What do you think?
0: I agree. Yes, yeah. definitely. All right, and um, you have got your secondary is the influencer. So you can get other people excited about what you're excited about and drive them to that point. Now, it's not telling me this on the, on the piece of paper, but I can see that your EQ is, is high because of just the way you've managed everything since I've met you. So you've got the ability to switch quite easily between your D and your I. So you could actually drop that D and be less driving, determined, and rather be like the life of the party and a lot of fun, or you'll switch it around. And and you'll say, and I'm sorry, the, the night's finished, I'm done, we're all going home now.
1: Yep, that's that's <laughs> true. Very <laughs> true.
0: Is that very true? All right. Um, you don't fucking lie. Don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't like being managed, you don't like being controlled. So true. <laughs> 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 you don't like dealing with other people's problems
1: very very true okay.
0: really That's so, that hurts me
1: bro <laughs> I deal with your problems every day <laughs> you're saying it's sometimes yes sometimes no
0: I'm saying that you probably don't enjoy it like if you no, have to yeah, do it yeah, you'll yeah, do it yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. definitely not and then paperwork shouldn't be a thing but, for you
1: so managing people's probably not m- what I enjoy a lot
0: you can direct and lead people
1: lead not motivate but though. not
0: so this is another interesting thing so when I do my leadership well, courses I don't
1: know, is that true it's 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 a bit of both what are you saying, I'm Alexis? Saying, I'm saying your high I should make you a good motivator. Uh, but
0: it's not as high as his D. The D's a
1: lot higher. Okay, yeah. Mm. But yeah. Uh, but it's funny because my wife, I was like, oh, fuck, I, I blew up again with the team this morning. She was like, yeah, but you must learn how to, to lead and then you must learn how to motivate them. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I lead. I don't motivate them. It's motivate
0: themselves. <laughs> so, so the interesting thing is that you get the leader and you get the manager. Now, it's not... Defined by title, as in, uh, you know, I am the CEO or I am the managing director I am the manager. It is defined by personality. So you get the right brain or left brain, leader or manager. Okay, okay. so it's a so it's big actually... picture or detail right. versus manage or lead. Now, leaders are your Richard Branson types where they're going, I've got this great idea, Let's climb Mount Kilimanjaro tomorrow. And the person goes, oh, my God, no, we can't. We need to train and get all this stuff. And he's going, but why can't we do it yesterday? And he's like, whoa, panic. Okay. So when you've got a leader, and then the leader gets a great idea every morning in the shower. They're like, oh, I've got this great idea. Let's go and change the direction of the company today.
1: That's pretty much what's happening.
0: (laughs) And then the staff that are more manager types, that are more the the sort of detailed, systematic people, are going, panic. Okay, so the stress levels go up and then in- in- inattentional blindness pops back in and then there's this whole big panic. But understanding that dynamic and taking the group. So, for example, if we took this group and we said, right, guys, who's a manager? Who's a leader? Who's more right brain dominant? Who's more left brain dominant? And by the way, we all have a whole brain. We all use the whole brain. We just lean on one mm. side more than the other. Who's audio? Who's visual? Who's kinesthetic? Of what is your disc profile? Now we've got a nice pot. Hmm. which is called science mm-hmm. to go into and go psychology and science now let's see how does this puzzle fit together because there's a humanism where we all want to be sameies. and we all want to be one size fits all well not all of us actually but some of us not
1: but us. that's like that, <laughs> but yeah but that's large. Okay. you too know, nobody wants to ruffle the feathers of the group yeah they want to fit in so like and, everyone wants, you know. it's,
0: and it's this thing like you know um, one size fits all and there's no there's no t-shirt that fits everyone Mm. It just doesn't work. It's just not a thing. So we should learn from that. You know, We're all different and we should celebrate our strengths. So when I do this unpacking, I only focus on the person's strengths. And my reason for that is this. If someone is a really amazing swimmer and they go to the Olympics and they get a gold and they come back, do they now become a long-distance runner for the next Olympics? No. Okay. Because their strength is swimming. So – why do we think in sales or in business now suddenly we've got to be oh i've got to be an opener closer i've got to be great at admin i've got to be fantastic at relationships i've got to understand the technicalities and deal with people from i'm i'm one whole Mm. nonsense
1: but that's really interesting for me that whole thing because when you're a startup and you're a founder and you're on your Mm. own you don't have a team like i have now Mm. you have to do all those things you need to
0: understand where your strengths are so you can but you don't
1: you know, you some if you're lucky, mm. and you've had the experience of a failed business. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And just by the way, just like experience in business, like you know, it's like um, if you're if you're 23 years old, you don't know. Sure. Like, I, I, I'm speaking for him now, so you know. But I would hazard a guess that everybody in this room probably. A lot of people just don't know. They just don't know what their strengths are because they Absolutely. haven't failed enough to know, well, I really suck at that. And actually, that works. And hey.
0: Well, they didn't go on a course and the person said, let's see who you are.
1: The other thing that's really interesting is that I think that this this profile assessment thing, this DISC framework, it would be really interesting for every employee to take on day one. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it, it, it makes sense for me because I'd want to know, well, actually, well, who should be on the phone?
0: So what's typically happened yeah. since 2011? I've gone into corporate and I've got a number of large corporates on my books So we've got, uh, you know, really big teams. And what's happened is I've usually started just with the sales team and we've profiled the sales team and they get so excited because suddenly the numbers start shooting up and then they start profiling everybody. So I've got many companies that actually have their own designated code now because it's not a decider whether the person gets employed or not. What it is, it's once you've been chosen to be part of the team, then we profile you to see where you fit in. Okay, because otherwise that'd be, you'd be prejudiced against, uh, which you can't do. But so you, they'd have to go through the HR process, be employed, and then you fit in. And, and areas that, Look, you you never want to change a person definitively because change only lasts for a certain amount of time and that's if people change. So you can modify behavior. But if someone is a salesperson that cannot do paperwork, and trust me, I will fight this point to the death. If you have have a, a very definitive right brain and you're a kinesthetic and you have the inability to do paperwork, it's real. It's not lazy. And the person can look at you and go, and you probably make the statement, do you want someone that's great at admin or do you want someone to sell?
1: Yeah, exactly. But, you know, have you read Principles by Ray Dalio? I have not. Okay, you should totally read that book. In that book um, is a section about business. So he does personal and then business stuff. And um, so Bridgewater, their culture is based on that process. It's not this process. It's a process that they've developed Mm -hmm. where – the performance of the business and the, therefore the culture that is created i mean this is the best company in the world right and they they define all these kind of principles and stuff but um if on day 1 if you've got a phd in marketing and you're applying for a marketing job you still go through this thing yes. because they want to know okay well where in the team do you sit sure like, for instance, front office. Well, okay, sales, you're on the phone every day because you just don't take no an answer. I don't know, whatever. Or you're really good at managing a billionaire's money and building those relationships. Mm. But you—but to your point, you just suck at the, the details. Mm. You're a relationship, dude. Like, 100%. I'm going to, hi, Mr., you know, Bowie. <laughs> 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 well, hi, Mr. Wilson, you know, like, and you're just shaking hands all day because your client feels loved and that's why they stay with sure. you. And then your back office uh portfolio management dudes would be like managing the actual money yes but actually even that's not in true because they use ai now to do all that shit but do you understand what i mean it's like it's like putting people in a job because by the way if you don't put that person in the right position they will be unhappy
0: 100 percent. but the interview process should define that and this is this this should be the final like okay well let's now make sure that they're you know that, that end result the thing is you know you can't Employ someone or, or not employ them based on a profile. It's, it's, it no, would I know be, that. Yeah. You
1: know, no, you in, it's just, what we are in,
0: but now where do yeah. we put you? So this is the thing. So you don't want someone, so let's say, for example, we had to take you now looking at your profile and you don't like to be managed and you don't, you love surprises, you hate consistency, and we put you in an admin role of data capture. Okay. So what will happen is you may, <laughs> You may be able to survive it for a short period of time, but what's going to happen is the physiology of your body is going to start getting ill. So your absenteeism is going to escalate. Your errors are going to be massive. So what's going to happen is it's not that you can't do it. It's that you actually won't see the right-hand column or you won't see certain aspects because it's just not your programming. Mm -hmm. So I love to liken people to, to computers. And we have a specific program. So your right brain, audio kinesthetics, I call your iOS, yeah. and your left brain, which is more your visual, and then they can be a cross-section, um, is maybe more your Android. Now, what do we use as an interface between those two? Ritlin.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're trying to get one operating system to behave in the same methodology as another operating system. Mm. But that's not how you designed So I think if you can start helping people to be their best self with certain modifications, I mean, we can all try and be slightly different or try and and work on certain aspects, but you're not ever going to have a paperwork desk job. And if you do, I feel very sorry for you.
1: Mm. So let's get more into the meat and potatoes. You have this yes. profile report okay. thing. I'm so, dying to know what you've so discovered. So what I need
0: to first tell you quickly is that DISC obviously is universal. So nobody owns DISC, but the, DISC has been the methodology used to get this information, which is what Phil Hagen in the UK and Sales Match has done. So it tells you, first of all, what your primary characteristics are as a salesperson definitively okay and it's telling me you've got great sales drive you rise to the occasion in a competitive environment Um, it's telling me that you are self-motivated and driven I think also from this perspective you could be quite hard on people around you expecting them to be perfect expecting them to deliver the right thing once off and you know (laughs) how could you not have done that the right way let me do it you know this is that it's that it's that you know that dominance that comes through um, you'll probably also, because you're a big picture thinker, is you're going to download, and I always use with the download, right it's just a, it's a computer thing for me. you. Mm, gotcha. Is you're going to download the whole thing. You're going to know from beginning to end what actually needs to happen. So you've got the full blueprint, but the details are a little bit gray and you haven't quite checked that out yet. So then your team, when they do it, they're finding those little things that it might take them a bit longer than you anticipated because there's certain things they've got to do, which you hadn't thought of. Pretty true. Do you agree? Okay, It then runs on to sales styles. It tells me who you are from an opening perspective. So very confident, controlled, naturally friendly style. Mm -hmm. It tells me from fact-finding that you'll be direct, good at controlling the process. You could rush a little bit, maybe not get all the detail that you might need. You might come back and have to go back to the client and say, listen, I need a bit more information, depending on your level of interest and your level of knowledge and your level of experience. So aspects come Mm. through there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I get to close fast as possible. Quickly. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to know everything. I need to know that that's your pain. And if you have that pain, this is is how this is, you know, there's no one else that can do that for you.
0: Okay. That's the high D. Yeah. Okay. Then presenting. No one. (laughs) (laughs) The presentation is confident. Um, It also might be a little rushed for some people, might be a little bit high level for some people, but you're going to give the facts Mm. and you're not going to get into days and days and days of PowerPoint presentation. No. Okay. Then closing, it's a, you're a natural. So you're, you're about closing. So let's say, for example, you had a team of quite a mixed pe- group of people with I's, S's, and C's. You'd be the person that goes to that final meeting now when it's time to close the deal.
1: Mm. That's exactly what we're doing, right? Isn't it? So yeah. we got, we've got um, a bunch of this team here generating the meeting or getting the meeting, and then I'm just going in there to close it. Absolutely.
0: Well, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well done
1: yeah so well done team well done well
0: done team that's fantastic yay i'm the <laughs> force of the team <laughs> okay and then we are awesome <laughs> in a sales role definitely the closer so mm-hmm. that's your and, and the the new business new business and closer that's the role and environment um you need to lead you need autonomy yeah okay so that's got to be you know you've got to be the person that's actually moving the company forward and and making that the buck stops here well,
1: yes, but also it's about. I mean, we've just hired Alexis. Hi, Alexis. <laughs> so Alexis is is our new operations manager because I found like I was in the business not working on it. Do you ah, see? So
0: nice combo.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's been awesome. I mean, you've been in media for a week, yeah, and it's already like I'm like, I can feel that that frequency thing, that heavy frequency thing. It's starting to
0: ah, lift. there we go. That makes sense now.
1: Yeah, um, okay. and so. Yeah, but be, it's 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 about where it's going, you know what I mean, and driving that agenda, and, and to your point, knowing how to, seeing how to do that. I mean, it might be wrong. Who fucking knows? You don't have all the answers until you're actually in the market. Tri- but
0: it is trial and error. But the interesting thing is, most companies I've been in where you've got the the leader mentality, the more right brain creative, and then you've got the operations person, which is a little bit more left brain uh, in the in the detail. The company flies. I mean. Because you actually need, and, and often you need this teamwork, this combo of people to to make processes flow a bit easier. And it's, it's almost that sort of spinal column, and then you've got the cushion, mm. and then you'd be the cushion between the team, which just helps everything just to work easier. And you have less stress, and you have all the stress, and then, well, okay. <laughs> I'll give you my number after the show. <laughs> all right. Cool. And so then, far, so good. So key motivator, you enjoy power and authority. That, that drives it makes you.
1: me sound like such a dick
0: listen i'm both the same profile so here we are okay, I'm, uh, okay. Yeah, kettle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a beautiful thing because you need a person that's leading it's an age-old thing so yeah you're the leader and that's it it's okay okay it's all good basic fear what your basic fear what do you think your basic fear is
1: you're saying, oh, you're saying I have, what is it? Sorry. Your widget? basic fear. What do you think oh, your basic fear is? Fairly, obviously. 100%. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like my, it's something that Ian Fur said on the show, which I think we interviewed him like, I don't know, when was it? Like, I don't know, a dozen shows ago. And he said, you know, when when he said it, obviously when he sold Sorbet to Brian Joffe and Company, he knew that, or he he said that it wasn't his first business. He had sold Supermart to like Edcon Group or whatever Jetmart, as it is known now. And in 1986, he was uh, he the business one of his businesses at the time went insolvent, and and it, like he was sequestrated, couldn't have a bank account for like four years. Although he got around that, obviously like any good entrepreneur would. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and um, and he said he realized that when he like failure is just inevitable. It's like, you know, and then Elon Ray is also saying, this is all coming through the book by the way. And then that's coming out. Um, and I'm trying to fucking write, but, um, but Elon Reyes also said it's like when he also his first business, yeah. it's like the thing is you have to you have to lose your business. You have to lose a business if you're going to become great. And I've done that on several, like six times. <laughs> so <laughs> like I must be going somewhere. Like any good entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> as long as you're learning the lessons. Okay. But this is it. And so Elon <laughs>
1: said, you know, when he, he opened up a shop called the New York Bagel, he was 23 years old. He uh-huh. had a, a a billion a dollar billionaire mentor who gave him the money to open the shop and um part of this whole thing people were saying like it's not going to work or whatever I was like no it's going to work and he opened up the store and inevitably the business failed and he was like yeah but it's the location and all this kind of stuff anyway the business went under and he was having this chat to this mentor who had given him the money and he felt really bad about it and so the mentor said to him you know um and he was actually going to leave. Elon was going to leave wow. uh, this this meeting because he felt so embarrassed. He was like, you know, I'm going to pay you. If it takes like the last day until I die, I'm going to pay you back the mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad about this thing. And then he was going to leave. And then this guy's like, sit down. So he's like, oh, shit. So he sits down and he's like, and this guy says to him, did the business fail or did you fail?
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And he went, well, the business failed. And he says, yes. And he said, did I back you or did I back the business?
0: Very nice. And
1: he was like, "No, oh, you, you back me. And he goes, yes. And he says, you, you will only fail if you walk out that door.
0: Oof, I love it.
1: Yeah. And so in other words, there's a very big difference between you failing and the business failing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in, in my previous business failures, <clears throat> um, it was, I took that personally, Yeah. like incredibly personally, you know, and, it was a fa- it was a lesson i had to learn because hey you just to your point you just wired a certain way mm-hmm. so and you know at one point when i was cuz i'd sold my record label and i was young i was like 25 and then 26 i was like cool i'm going to do personal development and like i'm going to motivate people and shit like i got a cool story but no one wanted to take advice about life from a 26 year old sure. so then that went under, and then i didn't do jack shit for 6 years you know, like I always had ambitions to start a business, and I went and joined extension, did ratchet tech, or whatever. But like, it was the f- the pain of that failure and the great the regret mm-hmm. that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're young, you just don't really know. Like, it, sure. you have to almost grow into yourself. But going back to your point there around failure, it's not me. Like, if this, I, do, I highly doubt it. But if this business happened for some fucking Perfect. reason, had to fail. Yeah. Touch word, like. um it would be the business. I'd start something else.
0: And the thing is, and that's, it's the magic of an entrepreneur is that you can pick up and go and start, but that's also where where coaching comes in again, you know, and I've got to share the story with you. And it's, it's kind of, it's a strange follow on to this amazing speech you just made, but it's in my head. So it's coming out. Sorry, but I was sitting with my nine year old in the car this morning and I'm always sharing pearls of wisdoms with my son. My my oldest son has got an app development company and uh, he's got like, I don't know. He's got like, I think it's now we're sitting on about seventy or 80,000 followers already and it's, it's, he's doing really well and he's 21, so he's, he's really doing well. But we've often had these conversations and I had to try and bring this to a nine-year-old level and I said to him, I wanted him to understand that it's okay to go for therapy. Not that he needs therapy, but I'm just saying it's okay for anyone to go for therapy. So I tried to explain it to him and I said, what would happen if you ate and ate and ate and you never went to the bathroom? <laughs>
1: I'm visual, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. But you'd be toxic and you'd be ill. Mm -hmm. But it's exactly the same thing with not releasing energy. So now you fail and you don't go get therapy, coaching, mentoring, psychology, psychiatry, medication, whatever it takes, okay? And you try and start the next business. Guess what you're taking with?
1: Yeah, the same shit. Yeah, well, look. I mean, it's exactly but there. But exactly, but it's another way. It says yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, it's it's okay to ask for help. Like you know, like I'm definitely not the world's best manager, you know what I'm saying, so oh, that's okay, and, but and I there's mean, nothing like but you but it's but it's only it's only all that says is that you know your your skill is at a particular level, and so if you're if if you're going to aspire to be the best manager that you can be leader motivator or whatever, then you have to upskill yourself. so like I bought this book written by I forget this guy name, but Ben Horowitz, you know recommended this dude, and this guy, like, led. he was the c o o for Intel. shortish book but it's all about like lead. I don't know what the fuck's in there but I'm just saying like you're only at that point and I guess the the way that you grow is by actually acknowledging the fact well you're weak in this area which is kind of what you're saying here Mm -hmm. and actually that you need to upskill right mm-hmm. but also but hang on but also mm-hmm. to double down on on what you're good at yes which is what hiring Alexis was all about because like well actually i don't really i can kind of get better at it which i think you should there's always room for improvement in every area of your life right mm-hmm. spiritually personally relationships yes. with others or whatever sure. but i mean it's actually saying well i'm blind i'm i'm really i'm actually not digging that thing you know mm. i'm actually quite shitty at sales so i'm not really that great at getting on the phone but i'm really great at closing but either way your point right in the earlier in the show is like, well, you have to be aware
0: of that. 100%. That's the word I'd use. So I'd say be aware of areas of development or potential development. Be aware of them. And if you want to work on them, that's fabulous, but not at the expense of what you're brilliant at. So if you're the swimmer, be the swimmer, but be aware that you might want to go for a jog now and again. But you're not going to now go, oh, I'm not this perfect whole person. I better go jogging, you know, so I can do long distance running and I'm just going to leave the swimming pool alone. Because that's just, it's redundant. You know, you Mm. were born with a gift. Mm. Own it. And so many people just want to be sameies and want to be perfect at everything. Well, failure is not not being that whole person. It's not acknowledging that you've got incredible visionary gifts Mm. that other people don't have. Own it. Rather, own your strengths then look and go, oh, I need to develop this aspect of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Be you. Yeah. And that's, that's powerful. When you can sit in your own skin and say, this is who I am, and I love it, and I'm powerful, and you're admin, maybe not a thing, but I can have help, and there we go. Found a way.
1: This podcast has actually helped me to do that. Good. Because I was a douchebag, like, probably three years ago. A bit shitty. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's true, really like, I mean, I, like it's. Gen- you, you have to find a thing – that you really dig doing like mm. which is this podcast and it shows well yes but also like in the beginning like there was I mean it was just I've spoken about this before but it was embarrassing like I wouldn't want to I'd rather do a Skype interview with someone in Joburg rather than actually sit down with them do you know what I'm saying like mm. I was that guy which is almost impossible to imagine to imagine now I'm standing up on stage 600 people you know what I mean and it's mm. Like, so what brigade? Uh, <laughs> but it's like the, there's that transformation that happens yes. through finding one's kind of, I suppose, purpose slash higher Absolutely. self, right?
0: 100, 100%. 100%. And, and, and overcoming those fears. So, so fear debilitates and courage enables. So all you did was shift from fear to courage. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, but fear is not a bad thing. Fear is te- debilitating. It is terrible. It's courage. That's the good thing. And it's a completely different vibration. Well, if you look at the at the energies, it's it's incredible. It's, you literally move up like I think it's a hundred notches hmm. in in energy to go out there and make it happen. So awesome! Right I see back management to the style there. Yes. So management style. So let's have a look. This candidate is a natural leader with high expectations of those who work for them. Direct, driving, demanding, and focused on all the words at the core of this profile. They are a natural motivator of others and at times inspiring.
1: That's my laptop. Just close it down, yeah. It's all good. (laughs) Touchscreen screen
0: MacBooks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I mean we 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 have I think got that aspect of you there. Um, and then you have good get things like communication suggestions for managers and colleagues, how they should be communicating with you. Mm. So we don't have to run through all of those, but you could take those on a you know off, offline and have a look through those.
1: Behind the scenes.
0: How the person may appear to other people. How, so how you may appear to other people based on your profile comes through. Um, interview questions, which are quite fun, and I just laughed. I really did when I when I read mine, because as I said, we've got the same profile. So what does that mean though? So, things like the question would be like, have you ever had to produce lengthy or detailed proposals? Yeah. And did you love it? Not at
1: not all. Not really. Okay. No.
0: So, you can do it, but it's, it would be one of those interview <sighs> questions where you sit there and go, really, do I need to do that?
1: Okay. So, this would be from an employer perspective. If Correct. you're interviewing a salesperson, here are some questions That's, to ask you know, this it's guy. Heads
0: up, or... this person might not be fabulous at admin. You know ah, what I mean? So, it's okay. kind of there. And, I get you. You know, how do you feel about spending all your time in the office?
1: So great. So not.
0: Okay, so those come through, and I just like chuckled when I saw Michael. Okay, well, they got me. They've nailed me. And then you get a little graph which which runs through drive, competitive communication, positive attitude, support, pace, attention, detail, and independence, and it just breaks it down into quite a nice visual where it shows you where your absolute strengths lie, Mm -hmm. and then it defines the sales role that best suits you. So you Mm -hmm. coming through as new business and account management, Technical sales isn't sort of a 50-50, and it's saying if you're interested in it, mm. you'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And if you have no interest in the specific technology, you're not going to be that great at it. So it depends on your attitude towards it. And then sales support was like a no-no. Just don't bring you into sales support. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that like a call center? Yeah, i we'll will be. See that, our... I'll be like the worst call center uh, agent ever.
0: Because <laughs> you'll, you'll fight back.
1: Sorry, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just Who, watch your tone with me. <laughs> Who do you think you're speaking to? Yeah. <laughs> just hang up
1: all
0: day. <laughs> And then there's the the, the the three graphs at the back, which I never share publicly, but you've given me your go ahead on mm-hmm. this. This is basically a little bit of a personal deep dive, just to see how you've adapted your profile based on the current situation of your life.
1: I feel like, um, you know, when you donate your body to science and then they dissect it. Do you want like to not do this? Because I'm, I'm happy listening. to not do this.
0: <laughs> No, no, I didn't care. Let's are go. you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's come through here is that at the moment you're in full dominance. You are just driving, dominant, fighting, pushing forward, standing on heads. Mav. Biting you other people's fingernails. You can't nails. say it's
1: not you, by the way.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> not <can't> live. <laughs> I think we all know it's true. <laughs> and so you've dropped your influence. So that, that fun, Mr. Nice Guy's Got to Come Back
1: goes and then it comes back time
0: so. for the tequila yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but only, if only i drank <laughs> but i can say why though It's because uh and it's all about context actually so yes. as you know we want to triple in sizes here there's a huge land grab thing it's like the team working their ass off to okay well there we go it's like a, it's it's do or die huh so right through. now, yeah.
0: But, so uh, interestingly, you've 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 dropped your influence, you've lifted, you've you've ex- really exceeded in your dominance, you've dropped your influence, you've lifted your systems and structure, which makes sense now because you're planning. And your knowledge, your need for knowledge has actually dropped a little bit. Like, so somebody else is probably more knowledgeable in this space, but you're watching from a systems perspective, which is unusual. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, these aspects then come through and start showing you how you're shifting and how you're changing. Now, I'd say to you, if I was coaching you, that this is great for now because it's serving a purpose. We understand the purpose. It's not sustainable. So that we I need a deadline. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So we're
0: going, right, you know, where are you now? Where do you want to be by when? We look at the time frame and I go, okay, whew, that's pushing it, but let's, what what are you doing for you to manage this level of stress? So are you eating properly? Are you exercising? Are you meditating? And you know, the, the top two things that all successful people do is meditate. meditate yeah. And exercise. So what happens to most people when they get under pressure and stress is they negate those two.
1: Because of no time.
0: Yes. Now, why do we do that? From a neuroscience perspective, when you're in this high D, you living in the amygdala, you'll fight, flight, or freeze. And when you meditate, you're using the neocortex. And you actually, when you, so what you're doing is you're actually creating balance in the brain. But by creating balance in the brain, you're actually creating balance in your endocrine system as well.
1: That endocrine thing is a big deal, hey?
0: It is a big deal. It's a make or break. And it, it's, all, it's all one big system. So we mind, body, energy. That's what mm. we are. We are the three. Mm. And if they're not in alignment, you're not okay.
1: Yeah, that endocrine thing is hectic, man. Because like, it, it, if, you, if you find yourself crying in boardrooms, that's generally when your endocrine system is. <laughs> it's like it's same. a Time weird, up. weird thing, man. Like yeah. it really does mess with your yeah, shit.
0: Absolutely. Because the, the body never lies. You know, we have the lie detector tests. We've got neuro-linguistic programming is largely based on the body not being able to lie. So you can, in sales, there's a fantastic aspect of being able to read people through eye movement. You know? Yeah,
1: when they look up into the left, they're Well, up and to the left, well, to the left
0: is remembering if you're yeah. right-handed.
1: Okay, now. And look,
0: and, and, and then obviously the converse is visualized. It's not telling the truth or lying. It's remembering or looking to the future.
1: Cat, do you like working
0: here? <laughs> He's got a dead straight stare. It's like, you're not catching me, boo. But there's a whole lot of other aspects that come through. So if you if you're a visual, you are going to look up. If you're an audio, you look to the side, and if you're kinesthetic, you look straight. So it depends on all of those aspects. And he's still not committing.
1: <laughs> he's, uh, he knows this game. Okay, you know this game. Or, or no, I don't, I don't, you know the game of like look up and see the you know the game. Of Let's play a game of where okay. the cat's eyes go.
0: Darling, we had to a p- pub p- last night. No, <laughs> love. <laughs> Are you going to hit target this month? I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 okay. So, yeah, so that's essentially. And so what do you think about the profile? Do you think it's accurate?
1: Yeah, I think it's very, very accurate, actually. Okay. That's pretty scary. How Eight like minutes, yeah, five minutes can spit that kind of inside out here.
0: Mm. It's phenomenal. I'm in love with it. I actually I found it. Um, gosh, when was it? I think it was 2013 or 2014. It was a day actually. Mm-hmm. Someone said to me because as we do, we're competitive. They, I said, I actually wasn't that pro all of this, and I then went and just to prove a point <laughs> and did about 30 online ones, and I found this, and I phoned full in the UK, and I said full how much is it going to cost to have the South African rights? I need, I need this. Mm. And it's, I've never looked back and you know, now it's, it's, I'm an associate director now in the UK on this company and because I love it so much because I've seen the value and I've shifted and changed so many people and so many companies using this methodology with the coaching and the knowledge. And I get these notes from people saying, you know, my life has changed. My world has changed. I've got, I'm supporting five more people. I've, top salesman of the month, MVP, whatever it might be. And that's when I ring that bell
1: go ahead then can I ring it Hey. all those lives that I've changed
0: Yay! yeah clap that up
1: I think that's really awesome man because um, I think you know if more of us could get better at sales then we could employ more people we could you know do more cool rad things and you know so so I commend you for that and I can clearly see you got a huge like a bucket load of passion for that so, <laughs> bucket load. so that's cool so let's um, let's uh, do the Injustice League
0: okay so I have to hit something
1: yes we do Fabulous. Well, you do well, I'm not hitting anything
0: yeah <laughs> I should have just
1: ripped it out the last time, just bang, gone on after it. Cool, but um, what is your uh, one injustice that you see in the world?
0: So the thing that I'm really battling with at the moment is the schooling system generically. So I'm not saying all schools by any means, but I'm saying that they are treating children as one left brain visual type and they're not allowing the children that are operating system, iOS versus Android, to be taught in a specific way. So there are schools that are doing it successfully. Mm. But at large, these poor kids that are more right brain oriented like Einstein was, think that they're stupid because they're not wired to operate in the way that that schooling system is designed. Mm. And it makes me mad because those kids are highly intelligent. They're bright. Mm. They're incredible future leaders. And we're moving from um, the information age into the conceptual age where those people are required. Mm. And they're gonna be little shells moving into themselves, thinking I'm not good enough. So that's mm. my awesome, big, cool. Oof.
1: So you can put Bart. your mic down okay. and then uh, grab a bat <coughs> of your choosing, of your liking, so wrong, yeah. and then just top down. You can you can go to town, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As your injustice. Oh, <laughs> go again! Go again! Hit it! <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> go. Oh yes, that's a hot box, dude. What the hell was in there? Muscles? It is a hard
0: box.
1: <laughs> uh, just grab your mic there. What is this? Oh, it's it's a reinforced car. steel box. Jesus. <laughs> just putting it out
0: there. <laughs> no,
1: it's like that's smoked Eggs? Hey? That's no, you did well. I no, you that drilled that properly. <laughs> uh, it's dented it's dense well done
0: still reinforced boxes <clears throat> cool so
1: um, just a few more questions but um, like what motivates you in this space like wh- where do you see the the kind of sh- short to long term opportunities for, for yourself in, in sort of the sales space I mean you know if, if I was doing digital kung fu in 30 years time and I look it's like you know you're kind of like well You've done a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what motivates you to continue to push in the space?
0: I think the first thing really is to professionalize sales as a career. Now, I'm by no means saying that people that have been in sales are not professional because they are. But I think at large, because there hasn't been a diploma or a degree or a doctorate in sales, um, it's not seen as a professional thing. So you leave school. I don't know any schools who offer sales as a diploma because it doesn't exist. Right, So I think for me to have children going to matric and going, I actually want to be a professional salesperson, that's what I'm going to study, would be a massive achievement. So why would someone do that, though? Well, the thing is, you know, you can earn more than medical professionals, lawyers as a salesperson. I've had the most, in the beginning, before I started the coaching, I I had an incredible life from my sales rewards. Um, You know, several homes, travel, all sorts of things. So you can really have an incredible career selling and it's passion and it's freedom you know someone that doesn't want to be in an office all day long freedom is incredibly important to me so i can earn a, a lot of money i can have massive job satisfaction i can be completely free i can attend my child's soccer match and you know so have that great uh,
1: life. average sales sal- salary there okay so <coughs> sales reps made a median salary of fifty six thousand or sixty fifty six thousand dollars last year
0: Okay, I, well, I, what would that be in rands? I'm not even sure. Half
1: a million. Yeah. No, 750,000.
0: So, I mean, think about someone that's that it's a, it's a great career choice. 750,000 rand in a year for someone that's, that is starting in a sales job. And that's, you know, depending on the commission structures and so on, mm. you can earn a fortune.
1: How does one incentivize staff to sell?
0: I think the biggest thing, and he's looking at his team, the biggest thing is really understanding how each person operates and yeah. treating them accordingly, oh, yeah. um, really understanding what motivates them, what drives them, and and, and helping them find their motivation. Hmm. So I think that's one of my big things. And then the other thing, really and truly, is bringing consciousness into sales and making people realize how much information there is to learn. You're not born with the gift of the gab. You learn it. There's yeah. plenty to study.
1: Hmm. Um, what... Should, what are like must-reads? Or if there was one book that you recommend that any entrepreneur, salesperson out Oof. there should read, I know there are lots, but if there gosh, was one that comes to You know when you hit that brick wall up yeah. there?
0: Um, gosh.
1: What book have you gifted the most? or my Maybe it's word. got nothing to do with sales specifically, but yeah, maybe it's got something to, to do with like
0: lots of titles swimming no, in my go, head right go. now, but I'm trying to think. Um,
1: Anything maybe about motivation or…
0: Yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the work written by Deepak Chopra, mm. um, that definitely, a lot of those motivational guys, Robin Sharma, Deepak Chopra, a lot of their, the monk who sold his Ferrari, those, those kind of books, um, it's all the Robins actually, Robin Banks, a <laughs> uh, very good friend of mine. And, you know, his, his, his stuff is also really, really great. So I think from a sales perspective, you want to do a lot of introspection mm. because a lot of the sales books out there, Um, we'll deal a lot more with the how-to. And I think salespeople need to start with why and then progress to how-to. Because how-to is incredibly important. But Mm -hmm. until you have that inner drive,
1: what's the point? Jack.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. um, Last question for you. Why do you do what you do? Like, why do you do all this stuff?
0: You know, I've always had an intrinsic passion for psychology. And I love watching people succeed and I love watching people fly. And I can't express the level of excitement I get when I get a message from one of my pupils or students or coaching clients. And, and they tell me that their lives have changed. Their relationships are working. They've made more money. That joy supersedes everything and, and if I can make a difference in people's lives and and help people to realize their best selves and their best potential and not be miserable that would be my ultimate this it's incredible well
1: we need more of you in the world <laughs> <laughs> right of applause for Tanya and thanks, thanks guys, guys. This edition of the Map Round Show is brought to you by Networkspace.co.za. In fact, our studios are here in building number four at Networkspace up in Johannesburg. These guys have made us a huge deal, have really bent over backwards to give us the kind of service that most exciting businesses deserve. If you want more information about Networkspace, you can actually come and check out our studio. We are always open to meet new entrepreneurs and business owners from around the country and you can do that right here at networkspace.coza. Thanks for checking out the Map Round show, guys. And if you'd like to get the Kung Fu put in your ninja, check out digitalkungfu.co.za.